Hi there guys and welcome to today's live stream. We're going to be talking all about muscle soreness and a bit of soreness as you're going through that back pain recovery process. It's something that the overwhelming majority of people will experience at some point in that process. So hopefully we can put your mind at ease, help you understand why this is happening and you can sort of proceed in a more comfortable way going forwards for the long term. So again, if you're new to the channel, then please do consider subscribing. We go live every single weekday and Today is no different. Lara's the other side of the camera. She'll be taking any questions as we go through the live stream. So put those in the comments underneath so that when we get to the end of the video, we'll go through those question and answer sections as we always do. Um, with that being said, let's get into today's live stream. So uh, today we are going to be talking about muscle soreness or just general soreness through the back pain rehab process. Now, for a lot of people that are watching this, if you've had back pain in the past, if you're currently going through the sort of the recovery process, there's always that degree of not anxiety, but a little bit of concern. We don't want any, any sort of relapse in symptoms and those sorts of things. And that's where a little bit of soreness during the rehab process can really sometimes throw a lot of people and, and really have more of a, and, and we see this in patients, more of a mental effect actually more than the physical effect of being knocked back so uh, we really want to be able to set your mind at ease a little bit more if you are going through this recovery process um, there's kind of two main segments there's that first initial sort of phase where we're probably not really doing any rehab exercises per se we call this the phase one and that's where most of it is relief based activities or stretches etc um, learning to engage muscles and that process unless you're doing the exercises technically and correctly we're highly unlikely to get any sort of st uh, stiffness or soreness or anything like that now. So I'm not going to get into the technique of those particular exercises, but in that phase, we can have a few relapse, uh, from relapses from time to time, but those are kind of a little bit separate. And what we've been, been down that road in other videos, but we can go through that in a future live stream. Um, you know, uh, another time. Today, we really want to talk a lot more about what we classify as that phase two and phase three. Maybe you're just moving into phase two, which is where we're starting to do some more exercises that are designed to make an improvement in the supporting structures for your spine, for your lower back. So this is the core, the leg muscles, the back muscles, etc. And we've just started doing those. Maybe you started them this week, last week. Uh, maybe you've you've been up and down over the years and months and, and, and you've you've tried doing some exercises, but uh, there's some strengthening exercises, but then you've had a relapse. So we want to go through why this is happening. And there's sort of one, one sort of more understandable route, uh, which is good. And then there's another one which is not bad, but it's just, uh, we need to explain that. So I'll go through the, the the first one where it's sort of less good. And I've written on the board here as a few cues uh, for you guys. Sometimes um, it is less good to get a bit of a relapse, to get a little bit of soreness. And we want to then reflect on why that might have happened. And this is sort of the, the, the first one, which requires a little bit less explanation, but it's looking to make that back pain explainable. So we use an example of uh, many of you guys that are watching this live stream right now, you might be coming out of lockdown. Obviously, it's July the 4th, uh, the end of this week, this weekend, and things are going to change a little bit here in the UK. So our lifestyles might be changing a little bit as well, and we're going back to work. Uh, maybe that's back to work for the first time in 12 weeks. So that's the kind of thing where we're going back into a different lifestyle again, the same way it was coming into lockdown. Things change. We're putting different stresses back through our back, and all of a sudden we get a bit of a reaction. And this isn't really to do with the rehab. This is just your body's changing. It's got new stresses going through it again. 
back to in that office, for example, or that long commute, and that can flare things up. And it's important not to, to, to be too disgruntled with that. Yes, it's annoying if we haven't made it far enough through the rehab process that that will disrupt us a little bit, but it's nothing too concerning. The other one is an abnormal level of activity. You might actually be starting to feel quite good. Uh, you're, you're feeling a little bit more mobile, a little bit more active on a daily basis, and you know, rather half or kids or friends say, hey, let's go out for a walk, and you end up maybe before you'd got into phase two, for example, uh, and started doing these exercises, you could only walk for 15 minutes, you end up going for an hour walk, you get back and you're, you're okay maybe when you get back, but then all of a sudden the next day you're really sore. And that, looking at that in the context and actually evaluating it, was it an abnormal level of activity, for example, that long walk, if that walk has been, you know, 50% longer, 100% longer than what you would have, have done in the recent past, then you are going to feel sore from that. And that is okay. It, it's knocked you back. Hopefully you had some enjoyment along the way. It would have been better maybe if we'd been a little bit more careful, but these things happen and we have to enjoy life and move on. And it's just understanding why did that why did that happen is, is, is really important. I'm going to just take a bit of time to just touch on that walking in particular, because that is something that does happen to a fair few people along the way, especially if they've had a little bit more severe back pain or there are some more complicated reasons for that back pain, such as degenerative change or disc bulges or those sorts of things. So with 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 the, the act of walking, what pro it's, it's, it's a difficult activity to learn if we go back to thinkers when we we're children and it requires a lot of coordination from a lot of muscles to effectively do it without stressing the spine. If we have an injury down the bottom here, that prolonged walking requires us to stand with a good posture so we're effectively weight-bearing and then engage a number of muscles to work and move around. And we might be going up or down hills, etc. And that activity stresses and strains those tissues and they just start to fail. And if they're failing at 15 minutes and then we're able and then we go for a longer walk, a 20-minute half an hour, hour walk, those tissues are just getting worn out. They, they haven't managed, you're pushing them to their limits, they haven't managed to hold you effectively, and then we get a bit of an irritation. So it's a completely understandable uh, reason for relapse and reason for soreness during that back pain recovery process. And we don't need to be too concerned by that. We won't wanna do it often, but if it does happen, don't let it affect you mentally. Yes, it might hurt. We take a step back. And if you're in our Back in Shape membership site, you'll know to jump back to phase one exercises, go through those for a couple of days, and then go back into your phase two or phase three, depending on where you're at. So that's the first one. But the, the So that's the second one. The first one that I wanted to talk about a little bit more really comes down to tra the training. You are essentially training when you're in phase two. We're doing exercises that challenge our core, that challenge our legs, challenge our back muscles, and it is entirely normal. In fact, it's good if we're able to challenge those muscles sufficiently to cause a little bit of tissue damage there, and tissue damage is okay, that's how we strengthen the muscles. The muscles will not adapt, they will not get better unless we push them close to that limit. And the, the challenge here is to do that safely. So we choose safe exercises, we choose the right exercises with impeccable technique to allow us to challenge those muscles specifically in a graded way so that we get a little bit of a reaction, a little bit of soreness, and remember, if you've never done these exercises before, or you've never done them correctly, or you haven't done them in a very long time, you will be sore after doing those for the first time. And it's important to understand again, that we are training them. We are invoking a little bit of tissue strain because that is how we get stronger. 
And then there is going through a repair process, which will result in stronger tissues. Now, there are things that you can do to reduce the likelihood of getting soreness, to increase the speed of recovery process, of the recovery process between these, uh, after these exercises. And that comes down to nutrition, getting the right amounts of nutrition, if we're building muscles, are we getting enough protein on a daily basis? We've talked about this a number of times on the live streams before. So we need to think about all these things to contribute to the effective repair and rehabilitation so that when we get that muscle, that, that sort of minor muscle damage, we have to repair it effectively. So getting soreness is not a bad thing, especially if you've just transitioned into phase two, or if you've just made that step up in phase two, maybe you're going from three by 10 to five by 10 or something like that. Anytime we take a new step up, expect there to be a small amount of soreness in those, um, in those muscles, maybe around the, around the back, maybe in the glutes, maybe in the back of the hamstrings, maybe in the muscles on the front, on the core, maybe we're getting a bit of soreness there and that is perfectly fine. What's not perfectly fine is when it goes away to not take a step up. Because what you'll find is that over the first few weeks of a new exercise, you're going to get a bit of soreness each time. And then as your body adapts, you get less soreness. And then we may be doing three by 10, for example. A lot of you guys in the phase two and phase three will know what I mean by that. Uh, but that's just three sets of 10 reps. And once you start to find that that eases off and you're not getting any soreness, that's really your cue to take a step up. Look at doing four sets of 10 or something like that. So we can get that little bit of reactionary soreness back in again. So we know we're making improvement. And a lot of people, they require, when they've got recurrent back pain, there's a long way to go. There's a lot of improvement that needs to be had to make these, these muscle tissues work in strength-wise and integration-wise. So they're working with the other muscles. So our core's working with our, um, with our glute muscles, uh, working effectively in tandem so they can protect our back. We had a little question in the membership site, uh, I know, I think uh, last week, about um, doing the, one of the marching bridges exercises and finding that the bum was just dropping on the one side. And that's an example where um, the, the core muscles are not talking to the hip muscles so they're able to provide stability as we've got a changing load going through that back and through that region of the spine and region of the hips. And with time, as those muscles get stronger and more coordinated with one another, you're gonna build up that stability. And that process invariably invokes a little bit of muscle soreness and that's okay. The same way many of you guys, if you're further on, if you're in phase three and at some point in the future, we go back to gym. If you're watching this and you don't really have back pain, you've just come onto this exercise, onto this video, uh, just about muscle soreness in general. Many people will be going back to the gym, healthy people will be going back to the gym in the coming weeks and months and myself included. And when I go in there and I have my first session of legs, I'm probably gonna be walking funny and sore and getting out of a chair badly for probably a week because you know you, maybe that's overdoing it a little bit, but there's gonna be that soreness. And I will be walking funny for a good period of time and it's okay. We make sure we get our nutrition right. We make sure that a couple of days after those training sessions, we're taking it a little bit easier, maybe not overdoing it. We're taking a small step back, perhaps giving ourselves time to recover. And then the next time we do that session in a week's time or whatever it may be, that, that hard leg session, for example, we're not gonna get the same soreness because our body's adapting, because our body's stronger and because ultimately we're getting better. So that's a really, really important thing. And I think the last thing I wanted to touch on before we go into the Q&A today is just gonna be that it's normal. It is normal to get a bit of soreness along the way. It's actually advisable to get a little bit of soreness along the way, especially as we're going into phase two and phase three, where we're starting to engage that core with other larger muscle groups to work them to a point where they're a little bit challenged 
and then to start working in phase three upright, challenging those muscles in more dynamic ways where they're having to respond both in stability and in strength to really start to build and protect that lower back from the, for the long term. So it's normal and let's get into Q&A. Okay, awesome, brilliant. Um, good morning, everybody. So I'm going to jump on to YouTube. Uh, Marie said, oh, my question has been answered. I went for a 15-minute walk and then walked over an hour. My body ached a yeah. lot. So, uh, Yeah, that's a really yeah. common one. I think um, that's what I kind of wanted to address at the start of today's video is that... Um, a lot of times, you know, people, you're not, you're not supposed to treat your own back pain, you know, or, or you, know, you don't need to know a lot of these things. Mm. And the same way, if I went into someone else's job or professional expertise, I'd probably be confused by some of the things that may be happening. Um, but hopefully these videos give you guys explanations and understandings of the way in which your body works in, in, a, in a, a, a very top level sort of way so that these sorts of things don't freak you out. Because the biggest, I think one of the biggest problems with back pain is the mental effect that it has on the individual, especially if they don't really know what their body's going through. And once you go like that and you, and you realize, oh, wait a second, but I did that one hour walk and I haven't done that in ages. Um, it really can just reassure you a little bit more to stay the course, keep doing the rehab. This is a necessary process and you'll see the improvement in time. Okay, awesome. Um, I will come back to your other question, Marie, about back stretching, but just uh, just staying on uh, the muscle soreness. Ollie has asked, um, if we do not get soreness after a workout, does that mean that we're not challenging ourselves enough? Good question. It, it is something that you do want to look at. Um, I think there's a necessary period of adaptation because there's two things that we're really working uh, when we're doing these exercises. We are working the muscles and, and particularly in the latter stages, things like the phase three we are working those tendons a little bit and the tendons aren't necessarily going to get sore, but we do need to strengthen those and they strengthen a little bit more slowly. So it is actually worth, um, once you get to the point where you're not feeling that soreness, plateauing for a short period of time, maybe a week and just getting used to that particular new tension, uh, that new level of activity. So your muscle soreness has gone down, you're not really getting that, but you're still doing the same amount of work. And it might be that you're maybe increasing the, the intensity, the, the, the shortness of time that you're taking you to do the workout, but you might not be getting soreness afterwards. And that sometimes is a necessary sort of holding point just for a moment, a week or so, just so your, your tendons and ligaments can catch up before progressing on. But for many people that are watching this video that have back pain, that are coming out of that process and that maybe struggled doing simple exercises like the marching bridges, we, we need to really go quite a long way. We need to move quite quite far into in, in terms of up in the strength and stability of our body. And that does take a long period of time. So there will be a need to constantly be going, uh, you know, I'm sore, I'm sore, I'm sore. Now I'm okay, now I'm okay. And then I'm pushing again, I'm sore, I'm sore, I'm sore. Now I'm okay again, and so on and so forth. It's going to be need to, need to be that step process for an extended period of time to make sure that we get sufficient uh, gap between where we were and where we are. Okay. Um, Veronica has said, I stepped back to phase one this morning, even though my muscles were sore. I was thr uh, thrilled that for the first time I could feel my muscles working together. Yeah, it's awesome. It's, it's, it's just getting that conscious engagement, Veronica. That's, that's really, really cool that you've done that. Uh, I know we've been, we've been talking in the, in the back in shape this morning and some of the other guys have been commenting there. So that's really, really awesome. Um, again, it is just a, a completely normal process. Going back to that phase one, three times a day, for maybe one or two days and then feeding back in that phase one, phase two, phase one inside the day uh, is really the most sensible process. Some people, I think I, I mentioned this in, in the comment there, some people find that actually uh, alternating uh, all phase three with phase one, phase two, phase one, 
um, the next day and then all phase three, phase one, phase two, phase one, the next day can work for a week when transitioning from phase one into phase two. That can be a nice little stopping point to allow you time to feel a little bit better uh, with that muscle soreness. Uh, it's called delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS uh, before before playing on. So good work, good work. Brilliant. And Joe has asked, uh, what is the normal amount of time to feel soreness after a workout i found supplementing with protein really helps with this yeah um i do actually notice a big difference if i'm if my diet's not on point uh, if i'm not getting the adequate level of nutrition uh, on board and that is primarily protein because that's what's repairing your body there is some more details on that with regards to amino acids etc because the amino acids basically tell your body to use the protein to rebuild uh but we won't get into that right now that's the bcaas but there's a there's a few in there that work as kind of signaling molecules and they you need to get the right quantities of those and i discussed this i think when we did the plant-based video uh that sorry the protein video that Animal-based proteins tend to have the sufficient level at lower volumes of this particular yeah, amino acid, so your body uh, works better. But essentially, yes, I know I personally notice a big difference as well when I'm not getting the adequate nutrition on board when I'm training and when I'm strengthening things up. So you guys will also notice that. So make sure you're getting your nutrition on board. Really okay, important. Brilliant. I think we kind of answered Karen's question as well. She's just saying other than protein, any other considerations? So yeah, BCCAs would yeah. be that. I'm going to jump back. But over. I mean, for the, for the average person watching this. Um, who's got back pain many of you guys in a back and shake membership group um for a lot of you guys just the simple protein you know a, pro a nice uh, whey protein supplement uh, will do the job uh, more than more than adequately enough we don't need to worry about getting into too much of the other the other stuff i think it's just a little bit overkill for many people um, um, really what what if you are quite prone to cramping and you're trying to do the back and shape uh, program but your body keeps cramping so if we're getting cramping up we want to look at a few things we want to look at uh so so if you, if, you, if the cramping is stopping you there's, there's a few things number one your water intake we're sweating more hopefully when we're doing these workouts uh, are we drinking enough water equally are we getting enough salt when we're sweating we're getting rid of salt so we're we getting enough salt that's very important for nerve function we can also look at other things like calcium etc to help make sure that our, our muscles are functioning normally mm -hmm. as well as magnesium there's a lot of these little ions that actually they don't directly uh work on muscle function but they help contribute to the effective muscle function so cramping sometimes is a normal process uh, or a normal experience as we go into phase two and phase three for example when we're doing those marching bridges getting some cramping in your hamstring or your calf is literally very very common because we're directly challenging those muscles in in quite a quite a challenging way um so getting those muscles cramping up or when we're doing our core engagement or when we're doing our psoas engagement in phase one it's okay to get a bit of cramping there. We're challenging those muscles. We just want to make sure we're hydrated. We're getting enough salt as well uh, and to, to replace those salts that are being lost. Um, and and that, that would be fine. Okay, awesome. Face just said, I just added L-lysine, uh, 1,000 oh, yeah, yeah. milligrams daily with my protein shake as I'm vegan. I'm hoping this helps. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, That'd be good. That's really good. Cheryl has just said, I just wanted to say thank you. I had a major sciatic flare up last week. I've been following your phase one, mainly ice and towel. Um, I do my core all the time anyway, and I feel so much better already with sciatica uh, and the sciatica disappeared. Thank you. Brilliant, awesome. Cheryl. That's awesome. wonderful. Was, that, was Cheryl just in phase one or did she say phase two as well? And so she she was following the phase one. Okay, awesome. Make sure you get into phase two work just to, to, to start to strengthen things up now. Um, that That's going to be really important. That's, that's really um, but great, great work, great work. And um, just quickly on on Faye's comment, uh, I think she mentioned uh, leucine. I believe uh, the, the the ideal is is I believe it was three grams uh, 
was was the right sort of level we wanted to get. If you're taking a protein supplement anyway, that extra one gram will probably tip you over the three gram level, but that really helps with protein synthesis. So I think, Faye, you'll probably find that quite interesting to look into. Um, okay. So, yeah. Interesting. Cool. Um, okay, so I'm just going to jump back over to Marie's question on YouTube now. She said, what, yep. what is your viewpoint on, on back stretcher? Maybe that's uh, some of those. Oh, I think I think that's one. Um, or... That's yeah. That's I think that's that plastic one. Um, if you're you watching, yeah, well. I know there's a slight delay between me saying this stuff and you guys watching it. So uh, be quick. And if that's what I'm talking about, then then let me know. I'll draw it up on the board because this is a really good one. Because um, I've seen this. It's kind of like the. Um, I believe it's if it's the one I'm thinking of. It's like the towel. It's kind of a black plastic thing, um, and. There's there's one big sort of criticism of this. It kind of looks something like a big line. It's got a few grooves in here and grooves here, and then you kind of get the plastic thing and you put it in, and it can go that far or it can go like that, and then you lie over it. Um, the, the big problem with this is if you look at actually the pictures on most of the models that are actually doing this, um, their spine is just it's not working on the bit that we want it to work on. So the apex of it is basically like here. So what they're doing is they're basically eradicating any thoracic bend, um, and it's normally uh, on on the ads that I've seen for those. You just said a wood, it's a wooden one, so I'm not sure. Maybe maybe it's a different one. I have seen another one back a wooden back stretcher, which is kind of like um, I'll come back to that one. But if you can tell me, is it is it the wooden one that kind of goes like that kind of thing, and you, your back goes over here and your neck goes over here? Let me know if it's that one. But okay. on the topic of the other stretcher, because I know that's come up, um, that particular one. And maybe this one is like that if it's not the one I think it is. Uh, you're kind of, because that one's called the back rack. Um, you're kind of, you're, you're stretching through the wrong part. Look at the model. If the model is a hyperflexible female that's lying backwards over this, she looks like she's a gymnast or something like that. And there's a, there's a lot of them. Um, just think about how applicable that is to you. Um, the problem with those particular ones is generally speaking, the curve, the arc is too long. So that the arc is going from like your bum all the way up to your bra strap, so to speak. And that's just not in the right place. Invariably, it means that this stays flat and we get a really excessive backward bend up here. So people just, it's just not targeted enough. It's one of those things where it looks cool and it sounds good, but it's not actually really targeted enough to the lower back. That's why we recommend the towel because the applicator is relatively small and can really focus on this lower section here. Whereas those big ones, the, the, the arc is just too big. And it's just not doing the job uh, that it that people with back pain want it to do. Yeah. Now, if you've got a postural issue and you've got an excessive kyphosis through here, then you know there's a scope to suggest to do it. But I can tell you for certain, if you have a bad kyphosis, you will not be lying over one of those the way those girls do, right. because you are you're going to look like two C's on top of one another. It'll be it'll be that that that'll be it, and you'll be like that over the top, and you're going to strain your back. Those yeah. sorts of things. They're way, way, way too strong for the person that actually might think about getting it. You know, that rounded kyphotic posture here, the person that's really stuffed, maybe you're a little bit older, and we've got a lot of arthritis on the spine at this level. You try and lie over that and you'll be, you know, going all over the shop. Yeah. So it, they're not really, they look cool, but they're just not fit for the people to they're tar Cause, targeted cause, at. there are some patients that we have seen that are very kyphotic yeah. and they're kind of fused in that position so when they lie down yeah you're, you, you almost think that when they go to bed they'll be straight but they're not they're yeah. just curved like a quaver yeah and then some of you guys in the back in shape uh you know 
some of you struggle to lie flat on the floor, so we've suggested temporarily only uh, to to prop the head up a little bit with a cushion. Um, you, if that's you, using these sorts of things will be really really difficult. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I think I think uh, Marie said yes. I believe you were right about the the wooden drawing. So, yeah, I think that's called the back rack. Um, that looks quite cool. I it, it's 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 like a it looks it's interesting like a smiling face like yeah this, so. yeah it look it looks interesting um i haven't used it myself it's definitely looks more sensible than that sort of stuff um but it, yeah i I, th I think i know which one it is it looks it looks interesting okay um and I'm, i've got on the face of it having not used it it looks more sensible than a lot of the other things but that one, one i think one. i think that's about 200 quid that Oof. one when I saw, I think it was the about towel is free. The yeah, the, <laughs> yeah. the towel is free, um, and that you know it does the job. It works as 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 you heard from one of the other ladies, uh, yeah, been doing it, and and Cheryl and and uh, the sciatica is going away, so it, it works. Um, sometimes we don't need these fancy tools to do these things. Yeah, um, brilliant. A little bit of hard Marie's work smiling. and some simple stuff is Thank really you, good. Marie. Awesome. Um, brilliant. I think, I think that's all the questions for today. Okay, perfect. Well, hopefully you guys found today's live stream helpful. Um, as I say, we do these live streams every single weekday to help you guys. If you find them useful, please do consider subscribing. Uh, if you want to make sure you don't miss out on the live streams, maybe you've got some questions after today's live stream video, then make sure you hit the notification bell so you know when we're going live. It normally gives you a notification, I think, half an hour before we start. Um, so, you know, more than welcome to join there. Again, if you find this really useful and you know someone else has got back pain or someone else is going through the rehab process and is struggling a little bit, then please do consider sharing this with them. And uh, one little last note, if you've watched this this far, if you're one of our members, the uh, price for the premium membership is changing as of the 1st of July. So if you know anyone else that uh, would like to join or anything like that beforehand, they will be able to join for the um, the £15 a month subscription. Everyone on our premium members subscription will stay on their same price. So if you're ex an existing premium member, we want to thank you guys. Uh, you will always have access to the £15 a month. Your subscription will not change at all. Um, it's just for new members. We're changing the price um, in, the, in, in the start of July. Yeah. So if you've got anyone you'd like to, you'd like to recommend it to, make sure they don't join before then to keep the £15 a month uh, subscription cost. So, Perfect. That being said, everyone have a great afternoon and we will see you tomorrow. 8.45. 8.45 tomorrow with another live stream.